From last night's game, this is Sports Curious, a show that empowers you to join the conversation by sharing the latest topics in sports. Welcome to episode number five. I'm your host, Amy Butchon Siegfried. In today's episode, we will cover five things you need to know about the big business of World Cup. It may be big business, but it's also filled with corruption and scandal. So we'll get down to all of that right now. Well, we don't like to throw around stats on this podcast because we like to keep things simple and easy to understand. Since we are talking about business, we're going to throw some stats at you. Should you want to reference those or go back and get some additional information, check out our website at lastnightsgame.com. That will start with number one. There's a reason the World Cup is the most watched sporting event with 3.2 billion people. That's essentially half the world's population watched the last World Cup. They're expecting the numbers to be about the same this year for 2018. The reason it's such a big deal is the sport is huge. The International Federation of Football, or soccer, called FIFA, on their last count, over 265 million people in the world, or 4% of the world's population, actually participated in some form of organized soccer. Hence why you have 3.2 billion people watching the World Cup. Our second one is that the numbers surrounding this tournament are astounding. I mean, when I did the research for this, when you start to dig into the expenses and the financials of the World Cup, it's pretty mind-blowing. They're expected to make $6 billion in revenue, or FIFA is expected to make about $6 billion in revenue. $791 million of that goes into a prize pool, of which $400 million will be awarded to the teams who are playing based on their performance. Now, we have a link on our website that dives into a little bit further of where the money goes. It's for things like development, or $1.5 million goes to each team to prepare for the contest. This year's winning team not only gets to take home the bragging rights and the really ugly 18-karat gold World Cup trophy, but they also take home a check for $38 million. That's the prize money that goes to the team's national federation. For second place, $29 million, and for third place, $24 million. These teams' national federations take home $8 million just for showing up. That's in addition to the the money we talked about in point number two for preparing for the contest. Each D team divides everything up differently. They bonus their players differently. They pay their players out differently. But ultimately, they walk home with a little bit of money in their pocket. So Russia spent over $11 billion in a total of 11 host cities to put on the World Cup. And while that tournament may provide a short burst of economic growth with tourism and the actual tournament, the long-term benefits really aren't there. If you look at Brazil, who hosted the last World Cup, their biggest stadium is now a parking lot. Unlike the Olympics, where a city bids on the actual competition, the World Cup is bid on by a country. And when they submit their bids, they're put through an evaluation process, which has been reasonably dishonest, at least according to some folks. At the center of the controversy is the site of the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. That being said, Qatar is spending $500 million a week for the next four years to get ready for the tournament. We can't talk a little bit about FIFA without talking about the 2015 corruption scandal. The FBI has investigated. There have been international investigations. FIFA has investigated itself. They have gotten rid of their former head set bladder and they have a new head of FIFA which hopefully should clear up the corruption that is happening in there and we can't wrap up this podcast without talking about the elephant in the room which is Russia this year's host country 
So as we all know, Russia is under sanctions, and countries have really had to walk a fine line when sending dignitaries to the game. For the first time in a decade, due to those political disagreements, a member of England's royal family will not be in attendance. You may know Prince William is the president of the Football Association, which is the governing body of soccer in England. Well, that's it for this week. I hope that you have a little something extra to hang on to and share with your colleagues when you're sitting on that really awkward silence before a conference call starts. If you like what we're talking about, go ahead and subscribe. And if you have any feedback, hit us up at amy at lastnightsgame.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram where we publish a daily conversation starter, something really fun and interesting that you can use in your day. We'll see you here next week for more Sports Curious. 